Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on with part two of this message entitled, Preach the Word. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to preach the word, that the word may penetrate our hearts, that we may know the truth and do the truth. We are surrounded by lies, not just politicians, but the church preaches lies. Therefore, help us to preach truth. Preach the word. Fathers, mothers, teachers, pastors, elders, preach the word. And everyone, believe the word and share the word. My word is spirit. My word is life. It has its own innate power. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. In Jesus' name, amen. Preach the word, sir. Not philosophy, not psychology, not politics, not history of religions, not economics, not environmentalism. Preach the word, sir. Let everybody else preach something else. You, man of God, preach the word. And St. Paul uses many synonyms for the word in this last letter of St. Paul. Number of synonyms. Sound teaching. Hygienic. That's the word for sound. Teaching. That heals you. And not make you sick. Sound words. Testimony of our Lord. If you are Greek students. Objective genitive. Testimony concerning our Lord. The gospel. Evangelion. Good news. That is. The holy writings. Because these writings. Have to do with God. God is holy. Therefore they are what? Holy writings. The scripture. The standard. The faith. That is what is to be believed. The truth. Everything else. Human words, not the truth. Number 10, the word of truth. Number 11, the word of God. This is the word of God. We ask the question, what is the heart of the word, the word of God, the gospel, the truth, the scripture. And we see in chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, 
Remember Jesus Christ. Raised from the dead. Descended from David. This is my gospel. There it is. The heart of the gospel. Is Jesus Christ. The son of God. Who became incarnate. His name is Jesus. And he died. Christ died for our sins. Raised from the dead means he is alive forevermore. He never dies again. Raised from the dead. Descended from David means he is the king forever. Jesus died, raised from the dead, reigns forever. Do you understand, friend? Jesus Christ reigns forever. St. John the Apostle was asked to come up here. And he was in the spirit. And he went up to heaven. And there he saw the throne. Revelation 4 speaks 12 times about the throne. Rise! Come up here and understand reality. The reigning God, the reigning Christ, ruling over his universe, over his church, over the world. Romans 10 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord that means God and King and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you'll be saved that's the heart of the matter Jesus Christ Romans 4 verse 25 he was delivered over to death For our sins. And raised to life. For our justification. And St. Paul tells us. The gospel. The objective gospel. In 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 3 and 4. For what I received. I passed on to you. Also, first importance. The gospel is of first importance. What we do in this church is of first importance, not of second importance. And it demands maximum mind, total focus. It is of first importance we talk about things that save you. For for what I received I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Old Testament spoke about it. That he was buried That means he did really die. Burial proves death. 
that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And he appeared to many and so on. The gospel has to do with Jesus Christ who died, was buried and raised and reigning forever and ever. Whether you believe it or not, he reigns. As king of kings and lord of lords, you have no choice but to surrender to him and submit to him and confess him as lord. Otherwise he deals with you. Kiss the son. And Jesus said about himself, he said the Old Testament spoke about me. Luke 24, did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. The law, the prophets, the Psalms, the writings. John 5 and verse 39, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, sir. Friends, we are talking about the gospel that promises eternal life. And nobody else preaches it. The church is to preach. The preacher is to preach. John 5, 46, if you believe Moses, you would believe me for he wrote about me. Scriptures testify about me. Moses wrote about me. Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, the writings, all Old Testament spoke of me. That Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And so repentance and what's a forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. The gospel promises eternal life, promises forgiveness of sins, promises justification. So let us read chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, beginning with verse 14. But as for you, there are wicked people out there, reprobates out there, those who turn away from the gospel out there, but for you, abide in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you learned it. His grandmother and mother. And of course St. Paul. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. Do you teach your infant the Holy Scriptures? What are you pushing? Just like drug pushers. What are you pushing to these kids? Here it is, how from infancy you have known the holy writings which are able, dunamena, which are powerful, which are mighty to make you wise 
for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom I give you this charge. Preach the word. Timothy, friends, grew up with the nourishment of the holy writings from his mother and grandmother. You grandparents, you have a right to see your children. Not to push onto them bad things, but to teach them the word of God. He was nourished by the Old Testament, but now he came to the same understanding Paul arrived at, that the Messiah of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ, who died, was buried, and raised, and is reigning. The prophet, priest, and king, the savior of the world. That's what the gospel is all about. And we read the holy writings are powerful, sir. They have an innate power to change you. To radically change you. To transform you. And Paul said in Romans 1, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Have you opened the book, sir? You went to university. Have you opened the book, sir? Did you read the holy writings? All that you are learning are powerless to change you, to give you eternal life, to forgive your sins. The holy writings are powerful to make one wise unto salvation. No university education. No seminary education nowadays. Teaches you how to become wise. This city where we have a major university. You go there. It will not teach you to be wise. It will not teach you truth. It will teach you how to become wicked. But I introduce you to the holy writings which are able to make you wise. Unto salvation, sir. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Do you humble yourself when you read the Bible, when you come to church, when you listen to the preaching? Did you know the word of God can make one wise? It makes the simple wise. Or if you want to say it, it makes the stupid wise. It makes a fool wise. It makes an atheist wise. Nothing else can. Nothing else has the supernatural power. So we must preach the word. 
The scripture also leads one unto salvation, sir. From sin, guilt, death, the devil, flesh, hell, from the wrath of God. His name is Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Not any human wisdom has power to save anyone. It will teach you how to make money, then what, sir? Not any human religion can make any wise unto salvation. When we preach the gospel, we preach Jesus Christ, which the gospel embodies. And we are told one is saved through faith in Jesus Christ alone. The one who died was buried, was raised, the one who reigns forever as the son of David. You ask, what must I do to be saved? The answer is, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. For Christ died for your sins, was raised for the justification of everyone who savingly believe in Jesus Christ alone. You ask, why should we preach the word? The answer, all scripture, that is both Old and New Testament is of inestimable value because of its origin and content. Its origin is God. All scripture is God-breathed. That is, it is the product of the creative act of the divine breath of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Every word is the word of God. Every word, sir. What is called verbal inspiration. Verbal inspiration does not mean every verb is inspired. That's not what it means. Those who don't know English, they would think it is every verb in the Bible is inspired. No, every word is inspired. Therefore, the word of God is infallible, mighty, and everlasting. Jesus said, heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. You don't want to believe it? He will meet with you. You will die. You will perish. You can show your arrogance to your mother, but not to this mighty king. The unity of the scripture is due to its one divine author. The breath of God, the Holy Spirit. 66 books, 40 authors, 1500 years. And yet there is one book speaking of Christ. You don't need scripture and something else. Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone, sir. You want to sneak from this church and go to that church, every other church? You don't like the light of the gospel. You want to go to places that believe in scripture and what, sir? Something else. 
Scripture alone is mighty to save. It reveals Christ. And the church is subject to Scripture. The pastor is subject to Scripture. Our mind is subject to Scripture. We need Scripture alone. The church is built upon it. Preach the word. Preach this word. Because it is the word of God. Preach it because it is profitable for us. All scripture is profitable. All 66 books profitable. Genesis. How profitable it is. And without understanding Genesis you don't understand anything. The scripture is not yesterday's word. It is ever relevant, fresh. It is the living word. Because in the word of God, God himself speaks to us. We hear his voice. It is profitable for all people, not just for Timothy. What is the major profit? It is profitable for teaching. Friends, the scripture imparts to us knowledge of God, knowledge of man, knowledge of the world, redemption in Christ. It imparts the light of divine knowledge to drive out all darkness of godlessness, foolishness. Scripture enlightens us as the Holy Spirit applies it to our mind. Friends, it's profitable for teaching. Second, it is profitable for reproof. Pastor is to preach the word. He is to teach. He is to reprove. He is to correct. He is to train. He has authority to do so. Reproof. That is the scripture wants us. When we wander and go the way. The wrong way. The scripture exposes our error. And the scripture refutes it. Jesus said, so watch yourselves if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. It's profitable for correction. The scripture when heeded brings a wandering person back to the right way. Galatians 6 verse 1 brothers if someone is caught in a sin you who are spiritual should restore him. James 5 my brothers if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back. Remember this whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death. Matthew 18 verse 15 if your brother sins against you go and show his fault just between two of you if he listens to you you have won your brother and Jesus Christ 
ministered to Saint Peter and brought him back. He corrected him. Number four, profitable for training in righteousness. Friends, scripture is designed to produce gospel conformity. The scripture makes us God pleasers. It trains us in living a godly life. Can you go to university and get that, sir? Can you go to churches and get that? No. Most churches train you to do evil. Training in righteousness. First Timothy 4, 7 have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. Second Timothy 2, flee the evil desires of youth. Have you done that, brother? Sister, have you done that? Flee! Not follow, not embrace. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. And Titus 2, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say, what sir? No! to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age friends Jesus tells us what is right what is the will of God that we may do it the scripture tells us it tells us what is evil that we may avoid it The Holy Spirit leads us, telling us what is right and what is wrong. As we keep doing the will of God, we get habituated, well-trained. We are trained in righteousness. We become godly. He who stole, let him steal, no longer let him work with his hands that he may have something to give. The liar becomes truth teller. The lazy becomes hard working person. It is profitable for this purpose. Hina artios yeho tuteyu anthropos. That the man of God might become what? Competent. Capable. Fit. Qualified. The scripture when believed and obeyed. Make you competent. Makes a man of God. A husband. A father. A pastor. A leader. As well as every Christian. Artios. Fit. Competent. Capable. Fully trained, equipped for every good work. Friends, God has regenerated us for the purpose that we may do good work. That we may obey God. 
For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has foreordained that we should do so. If you are a Christian, you do good works. And when I see people doing wicked things, I know you believe something else. Your belief affects your behavior. Watch the man. What does he do? And then deduct in your head what he believes. Good work, sir. Revelation 19 verse 8. Fine linen bright and clean was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous deeds of the saints. Your righteous deeds become your garment. And you will not be found naked. And you read Revelation 22. Behold I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give it to everyone according to what he has done. God doesn't have to give us any reward. But he does. For good works. We have done in this life. The man of God is fully equipped. To meet every demand God puts on us. Obey your parents in everything. Love one's wife as Christ loved. Submit to one's husband and respect him. Provide for one's family by working hard six days. Worshipping God on the Sabbath day. Sharing the gospel of salvation to the lost in love. To die in faith when time comes. To pray earnestly and in faith. To study diligently the scripture. To suffer hardship. To be thrown to wild lions. To be fried in oil. To be beheaded and stoned. The man of God is what? Thoroughly equipped. So preach the word. Friends listen. Most churches have stopped preaching the word long ago most churches are in the entertainment business most churches have become synagogues of Satan friends preaching the word is the primary mark of the church you go to a church did he preach the word if not it is a synagogue of Satan it has nothing to do with being a church Preaching the word by pastors who are called and sent. Pastors who are well trained in the word. Pastors who are spirit filled. Pastors who are God pleasers. Pastors who love people who are lost and on their way to the lake of fire. Pastors who interpret the scripture correctly. Pastors who preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Pastors who remember Jesus raised from the dead and lives forever as king of kings and lord of lords. Preach the word. You are not asked to judge it, criticize it, edit it, amend it. Preach. Declare. Preach the word. As ambassadors of Christ. Preach the word means proclaim, declare, 
publicly, fearlessly, and clearly the official message of our King Jesus. Publish the glad tidings to miserable sinners. Preach the full gospel. The whole counsel of God as revealed in the book of Romans. Preach bad news and the good news. Demand that sinners must repent and trust in Jesus Christ alone for their eternal salvation. Require of them repentance for the full pardon from King Jesus. Be ready ever to share the gospel on all occasions. Give yourselves no rest until you lift up Christ before all as crucified and risen and reigning. Be earnest, be urgent, be clear, be compassionate. Rescue the perishing. Begin at home. Take a good look at your kids. A good number of them are not saved. See what they do. Pray for their salvation. Begin at home and among your relatives, your neighborhood, your friends. Be not afraid. Jesus said, I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the age. His spirit dwells in us and will come upon us to endure us with wisdom and power to preach the word. Time has come. Paul said time will come, but time has come. Many will not put up with the gospel. Most churches do not put up with sound doctrine. They will not put up with the doctrine of sin, repentance, salvation through Christ alone. They will not put up with the doctrine of judgment and hell. Many so-called Christians will not endure preaching the word of God because the gospel does not permit one to indulge in sin. So many Christians who are driven by their insatiable lust leave churches that still preach the word, the word of God, to gather around themselves multitude of teachers who will teach what their itching ears want to hear. They have the permanent itch. Incurable itch of evil desires. These teachers scratch their itches for some money. And they burst out in laughter. Itch, scratch, laugh. Much entertainment. Great fun in that church. What a mega church. What a mega synagogue of Satan. Ahab had lust-filled itching ears. And he gathered around him 400 prophets. They prophesied exactly what he wanted to hear for a fee. Jeremiah 5 verse 31. The prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority. And my people love this way. But what will you do in the end? Come on young man. 
What will you do in the end? Ezekiel 33, 32, indeed to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well. For they hear your words but do not put them into practice. Friends, but there is coming a day the false Christians and false prophets will be judged. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. On that day, I will banish the names of the idols from the land and they will be remembered no more, declares the Lord Almighty. I will remove both the prophets and the spirit of impurity from the land. And if anyone still prophesies his father and mother to whom he was born will say to him you must die because you have told lies in the Lord's name when he prophesies his own parents will stab him I hope God will raise the parents who will not tolerate wickedness in their own home Stand up, sir, for truth, for godliness, for righteousness, for the gospel. In your house. It's your house, isn't it? Stand up and say, I will not tolerate it in my house. But don't worry, sir. Let me read to you 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. God's solid foundation of the church stands firm forever. There is a divine seal on it. With an inscription of God. The foundation of the church is God's predestinating love. The foundation is Jesus Christ and his gospel. Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There is the seal that speaks of security, ownership and authenticity. Friends, we are secure. We are owned by God and we are authentic people of God. There is a seal upon us. In God triune, the church is secure. Now let me read the inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. That means the Lord loves those who are his. That speaks about God's decree and God's sovereignty. The Lord knows. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. John 10, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. John 10 again, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. But it is also true. The Lord also knows those who are not his. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Go to hell. That's my translation, sir. They went out from us. But they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. None of them belonged to him. 
And the second inscription, everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. That is human responsibility. Those whom God knows live a holy life. The elect is a holy people. Watch how they live. If they don't live a holy life, they have no claim that they are Christians. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore honor God with your body. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 But we are always to thank God for you brothers. Loved by God. Because from the beginning. God chose you to be saved. Through the sanctifying work of the spirit. And through belief in the truth. Revelation 22. Let him who does wrong. Continue to do wrong. Go ahead, sir. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. Let him who does right continue to do right. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. Friends, those who are wicked at heart wander away from the truth and turn aside to myths, we read. In 2 Timothy chapter 4. Myths means lies. Human words of self-indulgence. And they'll go from this church to that church to other church. They finally find. Who will tell me what, sir? Lies. Homosexuality, it's all right. Heterosexuality, it's all right. Thievery is all right. There is no moral anything anymore. I say homosexuality is not all right. I say adultery is not all right. I say stealing is not all right. I say idolatry is not all right. In time, the false Christian will move out to sin freely and openly. They are rejected and their mind is corrupted. Preach the word. And I have preached it. Friends, you need eternal life. It is found only in Christ Jesus. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. You need grace, sir. It is found only in Jesus. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You will not find it any other place. Do you need salvation, sir? It is found only in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And how can a sinner be saved? Connect with Christ Jesus by faith. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Pastor, preach the word. Elders, preach the word. Teachers, preach the word. Parents, preach the word. May God help us every single person. To share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ fearlessly. Heavenly Father.
We praise you and thank you for your word. And we praise you and thank you for Jesus Christ. Died, was raised, and is reigning. We thank you for the Holy Ghost, the spirit of power, spirit of love, and spirit that gives us a sound mind. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, Preach the Word. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew. 